You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. After laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead and pull up a chair. I'm here with my good friend, Samson Krupen. Yeehaw! Now, <laughs> Samson's been here on the podcast before. If you want to hear his uh, his history and everything and bio, you can check out that early interview. But uh, he's here today because um, Samson has been doing something very unusual in the world of comedy. And you called me about it uh, like a week ago. Mm-hmm. And I was a little distracted. And it's about NFTs. Now... I'm a bit of a boomer. There are certain things that I like. I don't know anything about really, and I don't really want to research it because I'm afraid if I try to learn it, right. I'll be met with the reality that I'm too stupid to really know what the fuck it's about. Like crypto and blockchain, mm-hmm. people have tried to explain it to me before, but I really don't really know what the fuck it is. And NFTs, I've heard it. I've never looked into it. I haven't researched it. Because, again, I'm afraid I'm going to try to learn it. And I'm like, wow, I'm just too dumb to understand how – because it's connected to blockchain, right? I think every comedian has that feeling probably yeah. that I'm going to try something and not be smart enough to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, it's like chess. I feel the same like way. I know how yeah. the chess pieces move. Right, but I won't play chess because I don't But I don't want to play because I'm going to learn that I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I think that's – common trait. Oh, I can play chess, but I don't know any strategy. I'm like, Mm-mm. this piece moved there. I could kill that guy. So – um. So I kind of want to get into it. So um, first of all, um, give people a little bit of background of who you are. Just a little, little bit. You're a comic sure. and a producer. One thing I like about you is you're always looking for new ways to do comedy. You set up a show in your backyard mm-hmm. during uh, COVID. You've been filming specials. Yep. Um, and we've talked about filming specials together for, for a while. Yeah, I know. And, you know, yeah. and, and by the way, I'm, I'm garbage about that. I'm garbage about it, too. <laughs> I mean, but again, that goes back to a... Sometimes that's what I guess maybe motivates us as all. Yeah. And it's weird because I've had a lot of opportunities for specials. Some have come and went. Like I was supposed to do the next level with uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. On, mm-hmm. And that fell apart for different reasons. I don't for know if every single that. Hollywood reason. <laughs> every well, single. And I, I think that's kind of part of the first part what drove me to do an NFT was <laughs> A, I knew nobody cared about me releasing a special. I had – comedians say to me who are you or where have you been performing that you can now have a special okay first of all first of all back a little bit sure what exactly is an nft okay let's go there an nft is a non-fungible token still means nothing to everybody yeah a fungible basically the the best way i can think of to explain it to people is everybody says oh well hey sam it's, it's a picture i can just take a picture on my phone now i own it it's it's like, no, you can go and Google the Godfather script and you can actually print it out. But do you own that script now? Yeah. No, because it's registered to the WGA. So in a way, what an NFT does – and I was the first stand-up comedian to mint a stand-up special. Yeah. So most, most NFTs, you'll see it's like a picture. Yeah. It's a still. So that actually cost me a little bit of money – uh, up front just to mint something that basically my NFT has unlockable content, which is my special. Yeah. So if you think about it, my album... Wait, what do you mean unlockable content? Okay, so when you purchase it as an NFT, you will, you will get my stand-up special as the unlockable content. Yeah. Does that make sense? A little bit. <clears throat> so basically you're buying the ticket is the NFT. Yeah. You're getting my special once you buy the ticket. But my NFT – and it gets confusing. So I set the price. I sold it for $1,000 each. Yeah. I was very <clears throat> influenced by Nipsey Hussle. He sold his mixtape uh, for $100 and then $1,000 yeah. in the hood. Made the money back. And I was like, of course, I'm not Nipsey Hussle. I don't have any type of a following. Um, so kind of going back, <clears throat> I put my stand-up special out. Like I said, comedians thought <coughs> there's this old model of it has to be HBO. It has to be Comedy Central, um, uh, Netflix to have it qualify as a special. It feels exactly. like you're throwing your own birthday party. And... 
So with an NFT, it gives you a I own it all. Okay, so I own all of my work now. And then because I was able to sell and I'm selling 10 of them is my goal at a thousand dollars each. Tiffany Haddish bought the first one, which was good because that kind of drives the interest. It's like a stock. Yeah. And so, but there's the NFT sale. But then also what I did is I created a platform, uh, slicecomedy.com, S-L-Y-C-E comedy.com, where I'm streaming my special myself. Yeah. And I charged $100 for that per stream, which everybody thought I was crazy, an asshole for doing it, because normally we charge $10, $20. To download a special. To download a special. Yeah. So people are like, why, Sam? Why do you think why, – why is your shit worth $100? Who are you? What have yeah. you done? This and that. And my – it's really kind of a PR plan in a way. And I've gone back and forth between do I lower the price now? Do I – what do I do? I've managed to make uh, a little over $2,000 in streams. Uh, at $100 a pop. At $100 a pop. Now, I did drop it to 25 for a day or so. I think I did just drop it down to 25 because I'm trying to figure it out. But again, I'm trying to figure yeah. out, is that bad strategy to change the price? or? But I don't have the following to be able to get, you know, okay, so if I was Kevin Hart, and release this. Um, if if they do something with Netflix or somebody else, you don't own your special anymore. <clears throat> you know, I was talking to a good friend that we both know, huge comedian, does not own their special on Netflix. Okay, yeah. and I'm like, that's ludicrous. But so, what, so what would the benefit of them owning it mean? You because you Netflix? own because you make all the money. So they just make a percentage, and Netflix makes a, a difference. Exactly, so it's basically or Netflix about- pays you out. Whatever I don't I don't know what it is, but you sell your art that you spend how many years developing? Yeah, so and it then means, they own it. So once they own it, then you can't post it on your own social media without their permission, and there's all sorts of stuff like that. I'd imagine, yeah, yeah, whatever the contract is, but you can't make money off. You can post your Netflix special, and obviously everybody does it. Netflix. I mean, um, Donnell just did his Netflix thing. You know, he got a lot of money for doing that. So it's not. Look, I, I would never spit in the face of that. But for an independent comedian like myself, that's not an option. Yeah. Netflix is not interested in me yet, Comedy Central, yet any of these places because I'm not deemed important in the politics of comedy. Sure. That we need to pay attention to what Sam's doing. He's blowing up every single club. You know, you saw how Dane Cook rose to fame. Yeah. He was destroying the Laugh Factory, packing it out. Um, and then he was a genius marketer early yeah. on. And. What I've found with doing it this way is, A, it puts the power into the comedian's hands. So that's like when I called you or other people I've talked to. I'm like, if you have a following already, why not set yourself up with your own website and drive all your fans directly to that? You sell merch after a show. Why not say, guys, go to Bill Dawes right now. Go to BillDawes.com right now. During the show, buy my special. It's right here. I'll give it to you guys for $10 if you guys buy it right now here in the audience. Yeah. And it's just a whole new way of thinking. Instead of most comedians, we wait and wait to shoot a special. And then a lot of us die (laughs) and never get to. And that's why I called my special Proof I Was Here. Because no matter what anybody else thinks about who I am as a comedian, I needed proof I was here and that I was a yeah. comedian, yeah, right? Like you said, you're one. Of, I mean, one of my favorite comics, one of the best comics. Your material is amazing. Uh, so you know, edgy, and you know, you can work a white, black audience, whatever. And like you said, you're the, Kevin Hart. It fell through, and it's like that's the shame to me is that we wait so long, yeah. to record our material. Yeah, and then you know that was probably at this point four four years ago or something like that, and then. There hasn't been another offer since. So um, I have a couple questions. First of all, um, well, the first thing is who are these comics that are coming to you saying, who the fuck do you think you are? Where is this coming from? Are people actually DMing you? These are you older or, heads. You are they know what mad I mean? at you? Or like, what are they saying? Give me, are they trying to give you advice? Like, Because if someone said this to me, I'd be like, eat a dick. Like, what, do you, who, what difference does it make to you? Why do you care? 
I, I think what I took from it is um, – and it was several comedians, you know what I mean, along the same line. It was basically a who do you think you are charging the $100 for the stream was a big one. Yeah. People were like, you're not Kevin Hart. You're not Dave Chappelle. You're not – well, but you know, guess what? Dave Chappelle charged $15,000 to sit front row at a stadium show if you're going to get VIP or something. Yeah. You know, and yes, I'm ch- I charge 100 for – the stream, but it's. I think what I realized of it when somebody said that to me was like, okay, I'm I'm doing something right. Something right. It it's piss disruptive. Off. Yeah, this is pissing comedians off. It's not the way we do it. Yeah, we wait for Comedy Central. We wait for HBO. We don't throw our own fucking special, or else it doesn't count. Yeah, and then. And then it's like you need to be a headlining comic for over 20 years to have an hour plus material to then. And it's not true. So then let me ask you this, because I feel like the paradigm that you're talking about, the Netflix, HBO, et cetera, has sort of already been subverted by a couple different models. First Mm -hmm. of all, the YouTube one. Sure. Like I know Sam Morrell and and Mark Norman. Matt just did his. He released his special. And you own your material. What's on YouTube, I'm assuming, right? I think you own your material, but again, this takes it. I talked to a, a really big social media influencer, said he got a million views on it. He has a million followers on Instagram. million views on a video got $200. Yeah. That's nothing. You know, YouTube, the split is nothing. But what about if you bring those fans to your website? Like right now on mysliceComedy.com, the only fees that are taken out is from Stripe to run the transaction. Yeah. Yeah. So then what about something like I don't know if you've watched Louis C.K.'s specials from his website because yeah, he yeah. has his website mm-hmm. and you pay I guess the latest one is ten dollars and you download it. So what would be the difference from Louis C.K. with his website downloading that from his website versus the NFT situation? Well, I think that's where the NFT gets confusing. It's the NFT is this thing that honestly it's we're still ahead of what it will be, yeah. I think. But what I've seen, the epiphany for me has been your own website, putting your shit out through your own website directly to your fans. And that to me, it's not the difference of what is that to the NFT. It's what is the difference of that to Netflix? Yeah. Okay. So if Netflix owns your fucking shit and then, yeah, maybe they pay Louis CK, he's, he's millions and millions and this and that. But what if Louis C.K. has enough of a fan base that he can still own his content, say whatever the fuck he wants to say, and then put it out to his fan base and set that price, and then the only fees are transactional? Yeah. How much more money, how much more ownership he has? That's oh, what I would personally I, I, I'm doing. sure he is making more money from his website than he would at Netflix. Yeah. I know Netflix pays – I think they pay up to a million dollars for a special. And they're not paying maybe Louis right now. He's pretty controversial. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I think Netflix would throw in. But but Louis, I mean, if you think about Louis C.K. Like his over the pandemic, his special came out for seven dollars, mm. and everyone I knew in the comedy world bought it, sure. even if they didn't realize. Which says a lot for comedians lot. to buy anything. Yeah, exactly. So if all the, like you have to imagine, at least a million people bought that special. So he clearly made at least seven million dollars. Sure. So what would be the difference if Louis C.K. had done it as an NFT? Like I'm, I'm still a little confused okay, how so that is different. Okay, so if he did it – okay, so say he comes out as an NFT, then I'm buying into this because uh, – okay, so if you buy into my NFT, you get a percentage of royalties. It's like a 10% royalty and it's all set up. So people can buy your NFT and still get paid the more exactly. money you make. So – Tiffany Haddish bought my NFT for $1,000. There's uh, So far, I have seven other people who have also bought in on that, okay? Friends, family, yada, yada, you know. Other up, celebrities. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Donnell. Donnell, yeah. So the idea is that because it's the first special to be minted as an NFT. And when you <laughs> mint something, what does it mean exactly minting Like it? register it. Yeah. With like the WGA, I had to pay gas fees and this again gets – I was like gas? Like at a gas station? No. You have to pay gas fees to like 
mint the NFT and then transfer it into a MetaMask wallet or a digital wallet that will hold NFTs. So in a sense, if you think about it like your bank account, it holds these NFTs. So if you go to like Tiffany's account on OpenSea, you can see she bought my special and she owns it as an NFT. Now, the fact that Tiffany did that, maybe somebody's like, oh my God, I love Tiffany Haddish. I want to buy this. And so somebody buys that from her. Well, then everybody who bought into my NFT gets paid a percentage. If that guy wants to pay, people go crazy. Like, I want half a million dollars for that Samson Krupen stand-up special that Tiffany Haddish was the first to buy. Yeah. Now, chances are slim that will happen, yeah. but that is is what drives the stock. It's, it sounds a little bit like a pyramid scheme in it a is. weird way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in a way, like, so if Louis C.K. is, like, putting my special out, wouldn't you want to own a little part of Louis C.K.'s special? Yeah. Maybe make some money off that when some dude in Saudi Arabia is like, I love Louis C.K., I'm buying it for $6 million. <laughs> And then yeah. all of us who invested in that get a – it's like a stock. You get a dividend from that. And So you're basically creating your own stock. Exactly, and that goes into Ethereum, the Bitcoins, the – these tokens that have value. So, to- so Bitcoin is a token. These are all NFT. Is a Bitcoin an NFT as well? I'm not positive on. I, but not- this is all on this thing called the blockchain, right? Am and I right? again, I've learned all of this information in the last month or so. Yeah. So it's like my friend, this guy Daniel Gould, who is a friend from high school. He's an expert in this. Like, this yeah. is a guy who bought into Bitcoin. Um, like in 2014 or something when he yeah. said it was for $800 a coin. Now it's worth $40,000 a coin or yeah. something crazy. But it's all, again, it's stock. So they call real money is fiat money if you want to know some lingo. So like I took all real money for my NFT. Yeah. But I also have a website set up to Web 3.0, which is this whole new thing that accepts – I can accept Bitcoin and different – um, bitcoins or whatever the hell for my NFT and mm-hmm. do and so my thought process is here take the power away from these Netflixes like Bill like I said you're that's why I try to approach you I'm trying to think about try, you know and I hate saying I'll do something and it doesn't happen yeah, you know yeah. and it's the thought of like oh dude you have such great fucking material Laugh Factory shares that shit all the time it's great so give me Bill Dawes' hour of comedy that he owns and then think about how many people love your shit. So you could sell 10 NFTs to your biggest fans, friends, family, whatever you said it. Maybe it's $100 an NFT. Maybe it's 10000 yeah. an NFT. I don't know what your social circle is like. So And I'm, I paid myself back. I, I spent Yeah, about you already seven, like made your money, made back, money back, which is amazing. Which is amazing. That doesn't happen. So... So I guess the thing is, so I think about that, and let's say I were to do that and make a price, say a thousand, you know, a thousand dollars. The next step of convincing someone, hey, pay a thousand dollars for this NFT because this basically will turn this special into a stock. The more people that get it, you'll get some. What what what's the return on investment? Oh, here's a word I've actually I mean heard yeah. of. I mean, again, it's really. You're getting people who have money where they don't care if they ever see that grand again. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to get people who are like, "Fuck it." It's almost like they're doing you. They're doing you a favor to to kickstart this thing. Exactly. I called it a go support me, not a go fund me. You know what I mean? It's like, hey guys, this means a lot. Support me. This helped me to pay it back. So now I'm like, oh, I can shoot another special. Yeah. You know, I'm not thinking of the mentality of. Oh, Sam, you're not good enough. You need to get a. You got to get on stage more. You got to be in this to have this material be that. And I learned because I'm a good editor, I'm able to take the 50 minute set, cut it into the half hour, switch it around, laugh track it, yeah, yada yada, mix it, and it it rolls. You yeah, know what for I mean? Sure. And that I think that's what a lot of comedians got to get out of their way. And maybe I'm a, <clears throat> I'm a little on the extreme side of. <laughs> preparing more than I should prepare more than I did, but to uh, this over prepare where like just I've done this material eight thousand times and never taped it. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. I think the thing that is still kind of hard, and I get what you're saying about the NFT. Now, in terms of a thousand dollar for the NFT, um, how many people knew that's what the price was, or did was that a select group of people? <clears throat> I picked twenty people who I felt. 
could afford it, I purposely hit up Tiffany first. Yeah. Because I, you know, she's a good friend of mine. I said, look, Tiff, if you can do this for me, this is so solid. To be honest with you, I thought it would move the needle a little more than of what it has. But yeah. again, it's it's I hate to say it's my shortcomings as a comedian is not being as well known to have this this vouch and have it maybe the ability to make it mean a little bit more. Got it. But it's shown me a model. Yeah, exactly. That I can work for myself and that I believe I can make it work for other people. Absolutely. I think it's very interesting. I think like for me, maybe it's just my own self-esteem issues. I think that and me being too worried what people think, I think if I were to do that as an NFT and price it at $1,000, the obviously would be like, well, Louis C.K., who's maybe the best comic of all time, just price at $10. So again, well, but who don't the fuck confuse are you? the NFT with, with the stream. Yeah. Okay. Your stream, you can charge. People thought I was an asshole for the $100 stream. So, like, you could put your shit out for. I would probably honestly price it at 25 bucks or whatever yeah. because, look, man, we're not rich, huge comics. Like, Louis C.K. can charge a dollar because he might have a million fans or yeah. something. But I think for comics who are trying to make our money back so we can do it again, and obviously you're great, so you have to value yourself correctly. Yeah. That's just not much money so for if, people But to if spend. you do the stream, you don't get the stock. You don't no, get No, no. I'm doing both. But my point is, if someone buys the stream, they're not oh, then entitled no. to royalties. <clears throat> I, if, no, the stream royalties are not touched by the NFT people. Yeah. Okay, the NFT people get my special for free once they bought the NFT. I mean, I know it sounds like oh, it's the least you can do. Yeah. But, okay, that's the unlockable content. Say I was Dave Chappelle and you bought my NFT for 1000 while well, I'm giving you the closer to screen for free before yeah. everybody else gets to see it. Yeah. You know, that's the idea if I had more heat this would all be more cutting edge i'd be on a talk show like so tiffany Addis bought the yeah exactly tell us about that so you know i mean and i imagine a big part of why you did this like you said you're disruptive you want to disrupt the the, i had to disrupt because i didn't have the option of any distribution is there an opportunity to get some some good press or pr from this it seems like this is an interesting thing that at least people would be curious about a new model of doing specials i've gotten a little like frank colder from the humor mill did a little article on me um but you know how it is you got to pay to get a publicist yeah to really and then even they're shopping your shit around and you're not guaranteed so you know i've already spent money on this to get the platform it's not just a website yeah it's a transactional website there's a big difference um and the web 3.0 website to be able to accept um, you know, cryptocurrency and all yeah. that shit. So, yeah. so let's say I were to do, if we were to degree and I would do this special. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd have to obviously get my hour together. So I was, per- but you know, your hour is together. I mean, it it, it in, is and it isn't. You edit, know what I mean? It comes together is what I learned. Yeah. If I'm able to make my shit, but how many how many uh, sets did you tape? Fifty to compi- minutes. But you said one set. Yeah. And you cut down to thirty. Yeah. Most people, I just, I mean, like Dave Chappelle, all those comments, they do a week of nights and then cut it. I you don't have together. that luxury. Yeah. So it's just like, what's your luxury? Yeah. Are you, are you Dave Chappelle? Are you Louis C.K. or one of these guys who, yeah, has the money to be able to rent out a place and do it three nights in a row? But I also, what I learned, I think there's something special about making yourself get it in that one show. Yeah. And that's not the way it's done. Everybody does two shows. At least two shows least. usually here, yeah. But also, I'm an editor. I'm able to take my – and I had Del Harrison was a producer on it and really helped me to take the set where I had – I went. I did my set. If I felt like I missed something, I went to the sidelines, reviewed, like, oh, I got this bit. Hey, guys, because I knew I was editing it. Yeah. So I didn't have to worry about the audience of, like, I'm editing. This joke didn't work. Well, it usually does, motherfucker, so here's the laugh. Or I fucked up the punchline and literally – Took a pause, say it again. Yeah. Got a laugh. If it didn't, I'd, I'd pull laughter from other part. Laugh track is a very huge part of editing. But it has to be stuff. the laughs from the same show for the room room. Even so, and... I got pre-recorded laughs. Yeah. In my special, none of the close-up reactions are from me. They yeah. are from the opener comedian because I only had two cameras. Yeah. So, like, everything is fucking 
a farce. Yeah. You know, all editing makes everything exactly. better. So, like, I don't think people realize how much we see specials on Netflix, how much laughter sweetening is happening. It's, it's happening all, all the sweet. time. It has to be. Now, I've had, like, honestly, if I have a, a hot, like, black audience that is just erupting, you know. Yeah. That, and if you can catch that, oh, I mean, God. that's amazing. My special, it was a smaller audience, mostly Where'd older, you shoot white. Uh, St. Louis. Okay. So I shot it. That's your hometown? Yeah, it's my hometown. And it was honestly, I was in town um, for this woman I worked with, Tammy Holland. I I, uh, co-hosted a show with her for a while, produced a show, a a live show for her. And she got stage four cancer. And so we had organized to get her her own day in the city of St. Louis. And so I was flying in town. And uh, I'd been workshopping my material in my backyard for the last about year or so, you know, because, again, I don't get booked often. So I had to create my own stage in my backyard and do my own shows. And um, so in comics, we're like, where have you been performing that you can now have a special? I told him. I was like, in my backyard. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm hitting balls against the wall by myself. (laughs) Like, kind of, that's that's what I got to do. And then, and I said, you know what? Fuck it. Just do it. I actually had a big fight with my family right before I taped it. So there was something that just felt right about it. Yeah. You know, my mom was there. My dad was there. I'm talking to tell my mom, dad, hey, I'm, you know, I might not be famous, but at least I'm not sucking dick on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> right, mom? That's going to count for, you know, like, so it was very intimate. Yeah. Um, where I was like, you know what? This, this wasn't leather suit and a giant audience you know delirious eddie murphy hbo but it was like it was yeah. special to me and i think i realized if it's special to you that's what makes it special it was interesting too one thing i do like about it is there's something about the fact that something like clubhouse for example mm. which blew up over the pandemic mm-hmm. when clubhouse first came out i was like are you on club did you get the invite right. for the exclusive clubhouse membership and of course anything where it's members only everyone in the fucking world is like i gotta be a member mm-hmm. and then when you find out how fucking easy it is right and everyone can get in then in a year it's fucking done it's like right. a nightclub in new york city that's like the hottest club <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden jersey finds out about it and it's fucking done <laughs> but you have a year of it being like a real thing so even right. like the louis ck the louis ck specials like it's not on youtube when you just click to it or grab a link right you have to download or someone else download it. you have to like watch their video so have you seen it's almost like oh my god i didn't get the exclusive yeah it's like nwa or you know and they would ban an album or something it was like, yeah oh, we had to go out and find it then or, yeah you know it makes and, it more and it makes me think if i were to do like a, a special like that the nft special i'd want it to be like really really fucking edgy it's almost mm-hmm. like when people have podcasts and they put some behind a paywall like on patreon because yeah. they know this will get banned from youtube yeah or this will be trouble because it's really edgy so we'll put it behind a paywall yeah and protects it somehow i mean you can but also mind you i sold the nft to tiffany before she had i don't even know if she ever saw the special yeah i gave it to her i don't know i mean sure she just wants to support it doesn't you. matter in a yeah. sense you know like i would say yes of course materials always paramount make great art but at the same it's more important to make something over nothing yeah, you know, so like the scrutiny over, yeah, I could get this together. Like I tell you, dude, it, it, I'm, I bet whatever you did last night could have been a special. Whatever you did the night before could have been a special. Sure. Like it's just catching you really on any night, and then happens to be a night where okay, maybe Bill's on a little bit more fire fire yeah. than usual. Or the audience's energy is a little bit more. Yeah, here you know, but I think you just can't get caught up waiting on it. It's like better to be on. Like that's how I said. I'm like, okay, let me. I, th- I think I can do a second one now. You know, yeah. which, uh, most people think I have no business. People are like, when are you, how are you going to do that? When are you going to get that ready? I'm like, I could probably improvise half a special. For sure. I yeah. did improvise a lot of this last special. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like, and then just edit it. Make it great. Yeah. You know? But you do need the the money to kind of, the, the, the seed sure. money just to sure. shoot it, right? So it cost me about 2200 to have the director, this guy Chris Phillips was great. Him, another camera guy, shot on two red cameras, and then I took my phone and pointed that on the audience, which was kind of a shitty angle, which I didn't try and use a lot. Yeah. And then, like I said, they got audience shots from before, so I was able to cut in. Um, but then I saved on the editing with myself. But I mean, really, probably for about five, five grand, 
you know, three to five grand, you can probably get your shit yeah. done. I mean, a lot of the stuff, like, because, again, like, I've had and then a lot think of... think about what you have. Yeah. Then that's why you charge the 25 bucks or whatever, so you yeah. make the money back. I was thinking about, I've had, like, people, when I've been approached by... I mean, literally, it's been, like, five times. Mm-hmm. And... One time it was the Laugh Factory. They're doing specials, and the comic before me, not the one I was that there we, with you. No, that that was night. a different time. This oh, okay, a different okay, time. got it. And the comic before me, like fucked up so bad mm. that the all investors just pulled out. Mm. And I know they just Laugh Factory shot a bunch of specials at Long Beach, and we were there. Right. And we talked mm. to Jamie that night. Yeah. But um, you know, I don't know what's happened to that, but I also do know that there isn't a lot of interest financially commercial of putting videos with a Laugh Factory logo just because those videos are everywhere. Interesting. There's nothing think about sort that. of... That was taped how three many years, years ago? ago now? Three? Yeah. Four, yeah. Because I remember Brody Stevens was on stage there. So it's yeah. Like, and Jackie Fabulous was there. Yeah. And um, they all got paid like 10 grand to, to, to they shoot, got which, paid 10 which grand. is great. But again, they don't own it. It never got distributed. Right. So it's almost like... What is your shit worth to you? Okay, so yeah. I've off this NFT shit. I've made probably a little bit over ten grand in uh, today is two weeks that I released my special Thursday. Wow! So think about that, and I'm nobody. That's Jackie Fabulous. That's you know some bigger name comics who were on that shit, and it never came out. Yeah, I control when it comes out. I you know what I mean. So that's yeah. why I'm like fuck. One of these, if I actually had the name that I would love to have, sure, all I would do is put it out myself. Because then, I like, dude, I shot my special the end of October. I put it out. I put it out. Uh, oh wow! You know, middle of December. Yeah. So that was shot, edited, released. Yeah, in a that doesn't months. happen. That shit takes a year, and then you try to get it to somebody like. We did Fatima Talia's special, uh-huh. and it took them almost eight months to shop it around, and she got it to Comedy Dynamics, yeah. which is great, but I don't know how much ownership they have over that. You know, like exactly. you're desperately trying to get it to somebody to give it all away for what, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So It's interesting you brought up the GoFundMe thing because when I was uh, getting evicted from my apartment in New York, long story. Yeah, I God. Anyway, uh, I went to GoFundMe because I need lawyer fees. Now it turns out that my lawyer was a fucking crook and sure. he basically just like frauded me, and I had oh, to find man. out too late. But um, and also it was a pretty tenuous, uh, well, pretty dubious proposition to say, "Hey, give me money for a lawyer because I'm getting evicted." Right. You never. Feel but I still got twenty grand. Really? Yeah. Wow. So damn. And some that. of that. So imagine what you could get for yeah. your art. That where people, where would people love will be to. like, "Oh, I'm I'm not saving you. I'm supporting you for something. I'm not right. saving this weird thing that I don't quite know." So again, I a lot get of the people grand from people that's impressive. Well, a lot of people did it because they're just like, "Hey, uh, I'll help you out. You're in trouble. Of course, I like you. You're a good guy. Here's money." Like Michael Rosenbaum. I don't know if you know Michael Rosenbaum. Mm-hmm. He um he played Lex Luthor in Smallville. He's okay. an actor, really great actor. He has a very big podcast. Um, musician too, just super talented guy. But anyway. He started doing comedy just to fuck around. And, mm-hmm. he, of course, he was brilliant. The second guy on stage was really annoying. Yeah, right. um, but I liked him. I was supportive to him. And he seems like a great guy. And then you know, I reached out to him. He just dropped $1,000. He gave me wow. $1,000. Yeah, he seemed like a good guy. Here's $1,000. So with so that I being I think you said, have your answer already. Yeah, you can get it. Um, but and this get way, it for a more positive reason. Yes, because not, not only are you, you supporting my art, but you're also giving yourself the potential to make money on it. You're giving your – yeah, their ownership. They're an investor – in your career and it's not like and I would imagine somebody like that feels better throwing that money to the wind over not the we don't want to help Bill of course if he's having a yeah. problem but oh I feel a lot but this is cool this this could lead to something you yeah. know like I can't believe yeah that kind of money you got that tells me you could probably get 30,000 for your stand up special and then all of a sudden you're like wow now I have money to shoot another, another special, special and you definitely have 2 hours of material or uh, do two half hours, you know, like what there's, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. that's a cool thing with the NFT release or releasing it on your website. There's, you don't have to have an hour. It's, yeah. it's, it's like what you want to put out and like, think about all those people give you 20 grand. If you ask them for 10 bucks for your special yeah. or whatever. And the truth is like an hour is, it, it doesn't feel like an hour is a natural time for a special. 
Um, it's always the standard, but I have a hard time watching. I feel like 45 minutes is kind of close. You know, because I, mm-hmm. I feel like 45 minutes, you can get your whole story out. That whatever, you, whatever story you want to say for that time, you can yes. get out. Mm-hmm. You don't need that. By the time you're doing an hour, you're going off and segues and blah 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 i mean even louis ck who i you know i again i think he's the goat yeah but he'll um his specials kind of trail off sometimes you know sure. what i mean he doesn't not like you'd have to wrap everything with a bow and a callback no but, but um and i love it but at the same time like there is something about making a cohesive special that doesn't like well now we're talking about relationships and babies mm. and dating mm. and this and that's like all over the fucking place yeah but in for, you could tell like a serious story about where you're at in your life in like mm-hmm. 40 minutes, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I mean, that was also the magic of editing and then having Del Harrison help me out because I was able to step outside of it. Yeah. And she was able to see, oh, hey, Sam, you, you, you know, here's where you're talking about your wife. Oh, now you're talking about the, the yeah. doctor, you know, about quitting smoking weed. You did that at the end. Let's take that and move it to here because it makes more was sense. Was it hard when you moved it around? Was it hard because weren't no. you on different – because you just put an audience, whatever. you put an audience reaction over it, cut to laughter, put, add in big, huge applause. We have this is a big moment. It wasn't a big moment live, but we're making it a big moment in the edit. Like it, that's the thing. Now here, here's the one thing that, um, you know, like when I've had offers for specials in the past, like the the, the next level is five grand. You know, you, hey, we'll pay you five grand. Right, special. and then like, they okay. own it. And they own it. You know, it. it's just all people And, and, and I, I had, you know, the problem with that thing is there are a lot of problems with that. Number one was um, it's in quads because it was Comedy Central. Right. So basically you need to be like four distinct kind of uh, clean-ish bits between oh, commercials. Right, It wasn't right. just straight. So then you have to like think of it that way mm-hmm. in, in four bits. You're special. Then the house had to be like clean, kind of central. Then also was like a very urban crowd, and at that time I wasn't really focusing on my urban material. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just had all these. And questions. they're wanting you to kind of do that a little just, bit. You know, too. Pookie just wanted me to just do like the the old. Old yeah, like stuff. when you, I remember I'd hear you at chocolate Sundays, and you'd be like, "Well, I guess you're gonna get invited to the barbecue." Yeah, look, you got like, your opening yeah, line, and, would- and and I was just like, "Well, for my first special, is this is this really what I want?" And I talked to people who did as well, and they were like, "They got nothing from it. They didn't like mm. very low, and, and they only got five grand flat. Yeah. They didn't or get they anything. had nothing to do with the edit." I've talked yeah. to people. <clears throat> who've done um, some of these other, you've seen some tapings pop up. Mm-hmm. And of course, every comedian, we're like, oh my God, somebody's going to, there's cameras there and there's an audience and they got my name on a projector screen behind me. Yes, I'll sign over my fucking dick and balls to you <laughs> and my first child. But you're, it's like the, you know, I, I gave some of the example when you go to Universal Studios and you see those houses and it's a facade and behind it is just wood holding it up. You're buying into the facade of this mansion. They take all your material, they own it, and you walk in and you didn't buy a house. You don't yeah. own anything. Yeah. You own the fucking front of the house. Yeah. And it's like that mentality I, I think is dying and should die because it's just – you don't get on The Tonight Show anymore and get a sitcom. No. I mean basically – Nothing. The Everybody's new Tonight been Show. On is, the Tonight Show. The d- new Tonight me, Show but... is like uh, is the Joe Rogan podcast, basically, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that you almost know? can give you more. So, part of the reason why this is kind of interesting to me is because, um, other than it's like a new form, and I'm, I'm I'm always down with stuff like that, and I like you. Mm-hmm. I, I have recently thought about getting a publicist, mm-hmm. right? Which I've only hired a publicist one time when I was doing a, a, a Broadway show. And I had a big part, mm-hmm. and um, the baseball one, right? This is the football one. The football I only one, do, right. you know, sports on Broadway. I know, man. You were um, that guy. But I was like, they saw me in that. That's why they hired me for. Come the on, second dude, one. you've been on Broadway. I mean, Jesus. So I was like, oh, I should get a publicist for this because um, I could get. And I did get on. I got on like the Regis show. I wow. got on the Alexis Stewart, Bud Stewart's daughter show. Mm-hmm. Then they then they'd go to events. I go to events and get pictures and get free this and free sure. that and you know all that shit. Free dildos. But it's expensive as fuck. You know what I mean? I think it was like three grand a month. Right, that part. So and what do you get out of it? I think it's you know at the end of the day, like I'm like, w- did I really get? I ended up having an affair with Martha Stewart's daughter, which was fucking That's awful because she's pretty crazy. Um, she hot or no? 
at the Why time didn't you just marry that dude. I, I mean, I, I will say this: like you know, I, I, I look that. back at it because I, I well, I had a I had a girlfriend at the time, so, but she was an. She was technically married. Martha she Stewart's was in daughter. married. Trust I was in checks, New York. Right. She was like, well, we can be open. And, you know, so it was no. kind of like, so I was like, you gave me a window. Sure. And, Don't get and Martha Stewart's window, daughter was please. very, she was very aggressive when she, I know I'm just doxing her. Who gives a fuck? I love it. Uh, and, um, and I remember I, I, I <laughs> she was like, she, I think she just, I came home one night, I did the show <laughs> and I did a, a set. And you know how after you do a show and a set, and you're like, yeah. ha, ha, you're just, adrenaline's up, up. It's, all night. it's like yeah. 1130. Yeah, you you're like, let's go smoke home. a bowl and have a few beers now. Um, like, why? And she texts me, and I was with my girlfriend, still, we were together. She was in LA. She was living in LA. Mm-hmm. I was in New York. Um, I thought this play was going to be a bomb. I was going to be there for a month. It ended up running for nine months as a hit. So, and she would never, I was, she'd never moved to New York. So it was a weird place. She was technically, I'm giving myself all these excuses. Yeah. But then she texts me. Um, want to fuck. And yes, as a young guy, <laughs> sure. Who likes to fuck? It is like, said, yeah. you know, his thirties <laughs> or whatever. Um, I was like, I mean, like right away. I was like, yeah, like, yeah. Like I'm shaking. Cause my, guys, we don't get that. We don't get that question often at all. No. And not from an attractive billionaire. Oh yeah, no, God no. So Man, I just hot. remember rollerblading down to Martha's store uh, to He's made Alexis. The story gay so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was rolling hard. <laughs> I was so dig- so I started roll. I, 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 I roll picture like we and I'm rollerblading down to Chelsea. Just get a hand job from dude instead. No, so um, <laughs> I know rollerblading is so gay and I love it. Love I it. I love so many gay things. I, I do just too. do you know, I mean, yoga. Yeah, rollerblading, I did, I, dancing. I did Pilates before I came here. Yeah. I was the only male, straight male in the place. Oh, it's great doing gay stuff. Gay it stuff is. is the best. No, it is. Um, so, but I remember rollerblading down like Ninth Avenue to her place in Battery Park City and I was like, just like nervous. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. I guess I'm, am I cheating? This is Nothing better than that in-between feeling of, it's probably the in-between getting to and like But I felt guilty, but also like, but also like I can't, I'm not stopping. Yeah, dude. There's some things in life where, and I think my wife would probably forgive me for that. I'm like, dude, Martha Stewart's daughter yeah I said come over and so I mean, and so on. i get there and i you know announce to the the guy the concierge i'm, I'm going to Alexa, and he goes okay take this like private elevator oh wow i go up in the penthouse the fuck vader they get to the, the the penthouse and elevator opens into like this open floor pan with like floor to ceiling windows wow. everywhere and she's wearing a kimono oh. and i walk in I think I took my rollerblades off. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you didn't. But okay. I walk in and she just like drops on her knees. Wow. And I'm sitting there. I'm like looking. I'm looking at the Statue of Liberty. And then and I look this said, way. And she said, can you take the rollerblades off? Because <laughs> I can't read your dick. You're too tall. <laughs> too tall. Um, and I looked at the Empire Staple and then look at the Statue of Liberty. And I'm like, wow. how could I say no to this? Um, and that was all well and good and it was a little thing and then I started getting more serious with this other girl so I told her I go you know I'm kind of getting more serious with this girl in LA she's like wait you're seeing someone else I was like yeah but you know we're just kind of getting more and she's like how dare you yeah, you're like going security's to you're going to rue the day and I was Who like what that? do you rich people yes I was like what do you mean he goes you'll see and then she left me in her apartment and I was going She's not that mad, is oh, she? You're going to rue the day. That means you're going to regret this day for the rest of your life. And she fucking found, I don't know how, she found the girl I was dating in L.A. Oh, wow. And she, like, sent her, like, apparently on a radio show. Hold on. You don't know how she did? I think she got Mom! She, she got a detective for sure. Of course, yeah. It was the only way. Because wow. we weren't on social media together. There are no... You must have that good D, Bill. <laughs> well, I think she's just someone who just, you don't fuck with a stort. I had to say it. You did rue the fucking day, dude. And it and it was really weird because then you know. But she sent. She had a radio show. I've never talked about this in the podcast before. This is it's so amazing. Funny. Yeah, you she had a radio this. show, and she would um, detail like so. This guy she wouldn't name me, but she's like this guy came over last night. The guy been stooping, blah blah blah. She John Mayer and he no, fucking you know, like oh, uh, and we did this and that and that, and then then we had sex two times or whatever. We had sex in the kitchen counter, like whatever. She just detailed it all. Everything. Wow. Those transcripts were sent to my girlfriend's meet uh, uh, email. Wow. She had no social media. 
this girl I was dating had z- no Twitter, no Instagram. She got her email. She got her email, yeah. which was listed literally nowhere. Mm. So, um, and then my girlfriend never revealed that happened. She just sort of said, hey, I was curious about uh, on November 14th when, remember when I was, I'm going like, what, where were you? Oh, I was, you know. And then I admitted, okay, we, we did hook up, but I mm. kind of was being very vague. Right. We hooked I, up like I one time. I rollerblades on. I wouldn't have <laughs> Anyway, it, but it, it ended up being like, I still try to make it work with this girl. It's a fucking disaster. She never let it go, which is rule number one. If Can you we, call if you, her back? Do you think she'd take you back or is she... Alexis? The the Martha Stork. Oh, girl. she cut me off like and hard, man. Hey, she just man. fucking like... Black, black, I have to say, I personally think you made a little bit of a mistake there. I mean, unless she's an awful person and money I, I, can't I buy think it, she might dang. be. I think she might be like um, a sociopath. She and is. It's a funny thing too. Here, here, With money like that. Here's something that like whatever. Maybe I'll we'll get in trouble. Who knows? Maybe I'll we'll get Who killed for saying it? this. That's good. But like, m- she would tell me stuff about her mom. We had an intimate relationship. She would tell me stuff about her mom. Her mom is a fucking psychopath yeah her mom is no 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 no. her mom will slit your fucking throat Mm -hmm. her mom will get people killed her mom probably has gotten people killed yeah that's why snoop is scared of her that's why snoop (laughs) had to be no she's a g she is a g because she's a billion no she's a b yeah she's a billionaire because i don't remember this when she got out of jail or whatever for the embezzlement and insider trading shit she came out and she's wearing like a ten thousand dollar purse or of something. Course. She has a teardrop tattoo. And people she and she was like, I didn't know. And meanwhile, Alexis told me, Oh, she fucking knew. She was like, Fuck these people. I don't give a shit about these poor fucks. Right. She doesn't care. No, she doesn't. Dude, and she's that East Coast kind of clam chowdery, really we don't show our feelings. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, Smile all the time, yeah. but underneath it she's like stabbing something under the desk. Yeah. Right. She'd probably Hannibal lecture you and like eat your brain in front of everybody. Yeah. And it was really weird because like mm. Mar your mom really she would just tell me, Oh, I don't fuck that fucking bitch. She'd like just, had a weird relationship with her. It's like I'm surprised ugh. her daughter is hot though. But I guess somehow well, money you always know, I, turns I will, out. I will, I will tell you this. When I met her, she was I can't believe I'm who gives a fuck. Oh, here uh, comes the truth. What, when I met her First of all, I, I I thought she was very attractive. She was right at that age uh, where she was like just start, you know, she's like forty or forty, maybe forty one. Oh wow, okay, so she was an older. Little... So she was, you know, forty one. She was hot, hot okay. for forty one. Yeah, that's good. I'll take um, it. And skinny, and obviously she has like nutritious and trainer. Sure. A lot of um, hey man, a forty year old woman yeah. is pretty hot and, she, and sexy. Forty year old billionaire, yeah, knows what she wants. Yeah, it's so funny because I look back and I go. So if I were to do like a what if, like Marvel Universe, like sure, what if situation, yeah, what and I'd be like, hey, to the girl in LA, it's like this, you look, you're, you're still working on your divorce. You're not, you're technically married. Like I, I, I got to kind of move on. I'm in New York. You're there. Come on. You know, if I had done that and I just stayed with Alexis, probably be a big star, dude. Broadway star. A, or like something terrible would have yeah, happened. Yeah, you'd probably be a cokehead, like just something little, little Johnny awful. boy, just like well, the little, uh, I don't need your money anymore, <laughs> but I guess I do, you know? Like she just keeps you all coked up in a corner. And, yeah, God, man. Dawes and I'm just a great comic. What happened to him? It's so funny because, you know, I've never been one of those guys who's like, I can't, I have to make the money. I can't let the woman make. Right, But sure, I, yeah. if I was like <laughs> the, the boyfriend of a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. It just feels like I don't know. I probably would I feel be like, like they rub it in your face. Like yeah. uh, you've, you've never been to a polo match. <laughs> so fucking typical. yeah. And then just I'm being a too. kept man, and then right. And then maybe she'd be like, well, "You can't tour. You can't go on the road." You can't tour. And by the way, you need to start working out. <laughs> Here's your trainer. <laughs> like, like all this shit, dude. I, yeah, I feel wild. like you would take over your life. And it, you know, all that glitters is not gold. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've almost I, found like more people who have the more things that you think everybody wants, they're the like most miserable people. Well, I know, and and like, I mean, you're really close with, with Tiffany Haddish, mm-hmm. and like, you know, I've known her for a long time. She's a great girl, obviously, but I could tell just seeing her, and she's had some bad shit happen in her life with her sure. ex-husband and yeah, stuff. But like, anyway. but when I saw when she got really big, I, I could tell that there was a time where it was hard for her. It's taxing. I could tell there was a time where it just she. I just felt she was. We got more closed off. And mm-hmm. she's, you start wondering who you can trust, right. who's trying to take advantage of you, how real some friendships are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I feel like she's maybe kind of gotten past that. But I feel like everyone yeah. who's gotten that famous and that rich that fast goes through crazy shit, particularly yeah. in this town. Because what happens in this town, 
um, you, you get kind of put in this you get bubble wrapped mm-hmm. by sycophants and your yeah. and your team. Yeah. And they tell you you're the greatest thing in the fucking world. Right. And that this is the divine right of kings. You're here because you're better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so they get really fucking delusional. Yeah, it's like a God complex. A hundred percent. And then like, they take it away in a heartbeat if you're not making a money. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. Well, and I think that's the biggest bitch of it all is we all seek validation, obviously, especially comedians. We want to be recognized for our work and that to us, that seems, yeah, to have my face on a billboard, you drive by and say, you know, I'm going to be on that marquee one day. You know, I'm going to be on that marquee. I'm going to have a billboard on Sunset and this and that. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, I guess once you get it, I don't know if it's everything you actually wanted. I don't know. Or... It's just bullshit in a way because yeah. nobody – like I've seen Tiffany at times and talked to her when, yeah, things are amazing or it's – you realize people who have it all, you still have – get depression. There's another – there's, there's another – There's family that's fucked up that you got to take yeah. care of or now you got to support the whole family because yeah. you're the only one who made money. And now or, you have to worry about your death and what does it mean? Your sure. impending mortality. Right, yeah. <laughs> now the beauty, like I told Tiff – I was like, you know, the, the beauty of what you get to do is share your gift with the world, yeah. which is what all of us comics just want to do. People yeah. see every inch of every talent we have exploited, yeah. not exploited, but like just to get to show the world. So you feel like, hey, you know what? I came out of this little small town, said I was going to do this thing. Everybody said I was fucking crazy. And guess what? I did it to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah. You know, Tiffany being 100, you know, I'm like, I'm okay with 25 or so, you for know, sure. like just for a sure. tiny bit of that. Yeah. So you don't feel like it was just for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, so the thing I want to ask you is in terms of doing these specials and as you're kind of galvanizing comics, kind of maybe do this special and be a part of this, they still have to self-produce. They still have to raise the money to film it and stuff. Yeah, I would imagine there'd be two options. Either there's somebody who I really think has a big enough following where I can say, look, dude, how many of your people out of these 10,000 people will pay this amount of money and then do the math and say, okay, cool. I'll, I'll rent these cameras or I'll put it up and we'll produce it. And then I'll take a cut or a cut. whatever to make, make back what we need to, or however. Or you'll, you'll own a certain percentage of the NFT. Maybe. I mean, my goal would be to not, I wouldn't own any of their the, – the, the comic would own their shit. Yeah. But then I would get a percentage if you came through my slicecomedy.com yeah. platform and I put it out through that. Then, yeah, I'll get a percentage um, to put that on my platform for you. Now, it's not – now I'm going to give you ownership and it's not going to be any – that's why I call it slice. Like I'm trying to give a slice to yeah. comics. So – Maybe you could do like a, a matching thing where, hey, you put in thirty five hundred, I'll put in thirty five hundred, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, maybe that or something. Or like I'll you, edit yeah. if you put in this money. Sure. You know. Yeah, and you know, and that's what's hard about it. Like my editing time is so valuable yeah, too. Of where course. it's so hard, like for me to people edit in charge my own like one hundred and fifty dollars. Dude, an yeah, hour and it's so editing costs a lot of money. And I've done it, of course, I've done a ton of editing for nothing for people, and I just I'm too old to do that shit. So it's like. Either you're a comedian who has three to five grand and says, you know what, I want to set up my own BillDaws.com, Sam, and do what you did. And then I'd say, okay, my partner can help you and his team to set up your own transactional thing. Or if you don't have that upfront money to spend, you can come through my platform and then I would take a, a, a slice of the you know the sales just to make it back. But it's, yeah. again, I, don't, I wouldn't have ownership over your art. And it's not going to be like – I'm not trying to do like a 50-50 split. You know, I, yeah. it's not going to be unreasonable. Yeah, exactly. But so I would say that. So it's like, yeah, where do you fall in that? Are you as somebody – oh, you know what? I, I've been – I got this like three to five grand saved up. I want to spend on this. Then great. You could probably almost, you know, try to set it up on your own or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like the six to ten area, you could set up your own platform. And I think most comics should do that because then when you're at a show – Fuck selling merch. Sell your special, your album, whatever, yeah. right there. Yeah. Or the merch right there. Yeah. You don't have to sit at the back of the show or, you know, when people come out, like, <laughs> physically selling your own merch. You know? I still do, yeah. Right. I mean, it's... It's still, like, my favorite thing to do, maybe personally. I've never done that personally, so I don't know that experience. But that, to me, yeah, meeting, greeting the fans, that's a very cool, special moment. But I think what this does is gives you the added 
It's like Venmo. Somebody's like, oh, I don't have any money on me. Okay, well, when you get home. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you don't need money. I don't know. Yeah. Well, hey, man, that's fucking very fascinating. So where do you think, do you have like a five, you're looking five years down the road. Where do you, where would you like this to exist sort of in the comedy world? Would you like it to be like the new model or, or do you have another sort of level that you're looking at as this moves forward? I mean, uh, my dream of it would be to like kind of do what Comedy Dynamics has done with everybody below the one percent of comedians, you know, they do Jim Gaffigan, they do everybody's special. So, yeah. to actually help empower comics to get their shit shot, and then figure out a way that I can actually make some money on yeah. that as well, that would be that would be dream come true. You know yeah. what I mean? Be able to facilitate other people getting their shit shot, and and how can we all eat off of that? Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, in a five year, I don't know. It's so daunting. You're just like, I don't know, you know, it's sometimes pretty depressing when you can sit back. You'd be like, yeah, you're on Broadway, you know? Like, I mean, it's like, fuck, people have real shit they've done out here. And so sometimes you can feel pretty. It doesn't pretty, matter. And it doesn't. That's the hard part. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, I've been thinking about, it, like, what is what is making it? What is. It's really weird. I mean, that's you know, part of. Happiness is not having all this money and everything you think that you need and then you're happy. It doesn't mean yeah. you are. I mean, so. that's circling back to the whole thing about the publicist. And I, I got segued by the mm-hmm. <laughs> Martha Stewart thing. But I started thinking about it again because um, I have things coming out, right? I have a recurring role on City on a Hill oh, on right. Showtime, yeah, which I don't, know if, I don't know if anyone sees that. Yeah, but you work, dude. I mean, you actually um, are a real actor. Then I have a nice, fun little part on Moammer's Mo Netflix oh, series. Oh, right, which is huge. Yeah. Coming out. yeah that's then I have be, a part. What is that called? Elif? I think it, is Elif? that what it's called now? Because so. it was called the Moammer Untitled Oh, I think it was Elif or something. Yeah. Oh, they change it? Yeah, I don't know. Don't quote me. Um, and then, um, so I have that. Then I have. Uh, that's going to be two- huge, too. I mean, yeah, Mo I think so. Be a huge star. I mean, he's, I think he's so. Huge. Yeah, he's great. It is. I mean, and it's then I have like two movies, not huge parts, but two movies coming out. I just have this movie out on uh, Amazon right now called Encounter. That short film I did, right, Beautiful right. Violence, which you've seen, yeah. like yeah, won yeah. fifty awards. I mean, it's not Sundance or whatever, yeah, so doesn't matter. But again, who cares? But so I'm like, that? well, is is this the type of thing where if I were to have a special now? It would be worth getting a publicist, but I kind of feel like almost like the NFT almost precludes us. Like you almost don't need a publicist because right, if you can create the, you know, in a sense, that's what or maybe I, you do. Maybe that's exactly maybe, what you I mean, want. Or that's kind of where I'm at. I know if I got a publicist right now, I just don't know if if it's going to move the needle, and, I, and I'd almost rather spend that money somewhere. Yeah, something like buying a camera. Yeah, it's so weird to know if the publicist. I mean, but I, I think with you, like if you were releasing a special and then you do have all those movies, then I would say in conjunction with that, I would if you had the money consider that. But again, yeah. maybe you can release a special to raise some of that money. So they're like, oh great, now I have money for you know. Yeah. Guys, here's what part of this this is. You know, it's almost like you, I just want some benefactor to be like, here's forty grand. We all do. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So yeah, yeah. you have to crowdsource it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But it's so easy to tape a special. That's the nice part about it. It's not like, oh, you're trying to shoot a movie. Well, it used to be about you know one of the things about specials back in the day is it almost like you always needed the crane shot, right? Of course, yeah. yeah. And the crane is the most expensive part of shooting of course, anything. Yeah, Jib. I mean, but even so, dude. I mean, I did uh, this comedy Oki taping, I don't know, it was like almost seven years ago now, I did with Tiffany, and um, I had a jib there, and it didn't it cost me like 400 bucks. You know, oh, it's, really? Yeah. It's not as bad as you think it is. You know, yeah. there was this, um, uh, what is it called? I forget the rental company, but you can, you know, you get everything you need and rent it, and the guy, you know, 400 bucks, jib yeah. operator, and so I had a nice jib shot. So it's, it, dude, you don't need a fucking truck. You know, with thousands of wires and 80 cameras and 5,000 seat stadium, you know, yeah. auditorium for a special. Yeah. Well, it's definitely... It just has to be funny material. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely feel like I'm at the point right now where I'm getting older, um, where I have a lot of material that I just kind of don't want to do anymore. Right. And it's a good way to burn it. I just kind of want to burn it. I just want right. to be done with it. Like last night I was at the Laugh Factory... I was called over very, you know, there's a fallout. I ran over there and I had just seen that I had my little thong strap on for my old gay gym bit. Right, right. Which is a solid bit. And sure. I was like, 
well, I just want to get a, a good closer. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, ah, fuck it, I'll put it on. And I did it, and it worked. Because you know it But works. then you're kind of like, eh, do Right. Because well, really as a comedian, want- <laughs> you're kind of like, when you have your shit that you know works, it's, it's like, okay, here's, yeah. now I'm going to play Hotel California. Yeah. As long as you do enough, as long as you do enough stuff that, is newish or right. new or you're of working course. on so you don't feel like you're some yeah, automaton. But then there's a lot of comics who they just I mean I remember when I first time I saw a comedian do shit verbatim I was very disappointed. Yeah. You know, I was like, "Oh." What do you mean verbatim? Just a You set. saw the same set yeah, twice, twice in a row, yeah. Verbatim. Yeah. Same thing and and I was like, "God, this is genius." But then I saw it the second time. I was still, oh, I've been lied to. Yeah, I've still been duped. Hilarious, but yeah, I, I remember agree. I told that to Dave uh, Chappelle one time, and he was like, "Oh, that's what made me love comedy." So it's interesting how interesting. the perspective. Like to him, it was probably like the thought of, "Oh, you could write this and rehearse this yeah. one thing and polish it into a diamond." Yeah. Where I think I'm just kind of lazy a little bit. Of yeah, says a guy nature. who has like 50 hours of material. Of course, yeah. right? Yeah, but it's like. The thought of to me, I was like, oh, I'm disappointed. I like it feeling like it's off the cuff. You, you know, would be interesting, man. It would be interesting to see if you had any foray into Rogan, just because he's into that shit. Yeah, like the NFT oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, he got an NFT the, from the, people. You know what I mean? Some, yeah. So the idea of that sort of intersecting with comedy would be very interesting. In in many circles, except the black community, I've very everyone you know, loves you, yeah. In, but still. I'm not just. And you're funny as fuck, dude. I know. I appreciate it. It's not. It's not that I'm not funny enough. It's not that I don't work hard enough. It's not I'm blah, 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 cool enough. Whatever. I just, you know, and I appreciate you. Like I was saying, booking me on this because I don't get booked on anybody's podcast. I don't get. Even though I do. Well, a lot also of shows, part of it is like you're a married man. It's you're me, you're a real exactly. human being. Yeah. You have and a that's family. Not attractive to. You know what I mean? You're not out in the scene storing coke with a bunch of losers and right. fucking like getting drunk. I'm like, hey man, let's can I do your fucking show in the yard? Right. You know what I mean? And you're I like think, a human, and it isolates <laughs> me from comedians in a good my way. My lifestyle is I still I love to smoke weed. I love to drink out of this, but because I have a family. And I and I also I told I think people always assume I'm doing great, you know <laughs> what I mean? Which is I I do do great. But I'm you hustle like person. a motherfucker. But yeah, but it's like it's hard. You know what I mean? You know how it is. You can sure I have a great family. I've I've got so many things that I'm so fortunate and and I know they're the hardest things to get. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can't make yourself have have, have a nice relationship and children. You can make yourself have a successful career. Yeah, you know you it. can always make money, but. I still sometimes I feel like people overlook me because they assume I'm okay. Got it. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah. in the realm of comedy, a lot of times I'm not okay. Yeah. You know, it's it. like. Uh. And also, once you do have like kids and family, I'm sure it's just not th- that element of getting the stage time just isn't as important. Exactly. I'm not a crackhead for the stage. I love performing. Yeah. But I'm not one of these guys. Seven who, days like, a week, every night, like waiting. Why, waiting no. Yeah, like, no. I don't even know that. if I'd want to do it that much. No. Yeah. I feel like I'd burn out. Yeah. I feel like give me three, four shows a night, uh, th- a week. I'm sure. like, good. I'm good. Especially if they're paying and it's a great audience, dude. Yeah. Like my energy is unmatched usually. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just, you know how it is in comedy. It's just getting those opportunities so Absolutely. like yeah i know a lot of people have been on joe Ro- rogan's podcast i'm sure he'd love me they yeah. just don't i'm a tree falling in the woods yeah you know interesting well this is samson we've been talking yeah, for a while now uh you're it. great man and uh we can continue this conversation maybe maybe there's something we could do because yeah. i'll tell you what like city hill comes out the end of march um aloha is also goodbye is going to come out in the summer. The Moammer thing is probably coming to end of March, April. Mm. So the movie The Walk is coming out probably like April. Um, I feel like there's other stuff happening. Oh, then this other movie, this series, the, the the wedding season. So I have like all this little stuff that's coming out around that time. It'd be but nice you need to a sort special of special like, to be a through line through all of that. So when people. So they know who Bill Dawes is. Yeah, when they and look me up, just, oh, the special shows up that they can Dude, actually buy. That will help it make a way bigger impact. For sure. And I think you should probably be ready to shoot that, like, spring. Yeah. You know? If yeah. not, you know. It's and it's also time for me to, like, lose some fucking material. Dude, do it. <laughs> and, and don't get hung up on, are you ready? There's no I'm not. I, I'm not worried about, but you know what I ready? mean? Yeah, but, yeah, I get or what you're it being, it's not, it can't be perfect. But exactly. The, but it will be in the edit. And I think that has, got, that has got my way in the past where I like, even with the, uh, Kevin Hart one 
where I was like, oh, my half hour, I have to be so perfect. So right, I, I remember you were like, what yeah. about this? What I could do this and da 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 da. And he goes, and I was like writing and rewriting and da 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 da. And they were like, and I went to Comedy Union and did it. And Pookie's like, what the fuck? Where's your special? I go, right. we have two weeks. Right. Or at the time, it was like, we have three weeks. Mm-hmm. And I have like notes. And he goes, I just want to see what what you had of and course. you didn't show me. Right. You know, so. No, but it's know. hard. And, and again, it's your being judged on, you know, it's it's hard. It's the process and, yeah. and all that. And so, yeah. And also sometimes you just got to get, get over the fact like you're not making something for the ages. And I think you're that's what the special, it, there's so much pressure on it being perfect. And again, it becomes perfect in the edit. Yeah, exactly. So you just have to know that to get everything out that you want to. So you have all your options you need, but dude, I mean, yeah, you're such a great comic. It's like, dude, if you if you were to die tomorrow, where can we go see Bill Dawes's shit? Laughfactory.com, <laughs> basically, right? Unfortunately, yeah. So it's like that is the motivation to get it done asap. Not so saying you're I do. Die, so if I but, if I die, then my ch- children can have my NFT. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> or you know what? They can say, "Here is my dad." Mm-hmm. You know, and that was my biggest fear. Was here's my, my dad talking about threesomes and fucking getting blowjobs, smoking weed. Yeah. Here's yeah. my dad talking about you know blowjobs. But you know what? <laughs> He's. This is a confirmation that he was a stand-up comedian. Yeah, yeah. I get that. You know, that was most important to me, and that's what. Yeah, I like that. I dig it. it. You know, awesome, man. Well, thank you so yeah, much for some. Where can people find you? Learn more about you? And uh, I'm at Samson Crouppen on everything. S A M S O N C R O U P P as in Paul E N Edward Nancy Crouppen like Poopin, and then Slice Comedy S L Y. It's not an I. It's S L Y C E Comedy dot com. Slice Comedy dot com is where you can go directly there and you can purchase my special and uh, help support my children. And, yeah. Uh, and, you know. Do it. The be little a part stand-up of, special hey, that Hey, be could. a part of history, guys. Yep. It's called Proof I Was Here. Be a part of history. Do something. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks, Thanks Bye.